At Pew Talk Podcast, we know that faith starts in the home. We also know that it can be difficult to take what we hear on Sunday and live it out in our homes the rest of the week. That's because information alone doesn't lead to growth and change. But information that's reflected on and put into practice is much more likely to lead to growth and change. Join us as we hear God's Word, reflect on it, and give practical starting points to help you live out your faith in your family and in your community. Yeah, you can keep on talking. Everybody can hear you. We'll just we'll talk over the music for the people who listen to this on the actual podcast. Hi. Behind the scenes. Behind the scenes. Everybody has to say, what's going on? What's going on? I know we're here. Hello. You know, stop. Please. Okay, calm down. Calm down. Calm down. <laughs> the crowd. The crowd goes wild. <laughs> crickets. I was going to say, that would, that would have crickets. been the perfect spot for the crickets. Hi, friends. <laughs> <laughs> we're here. Happy Tuesday. So, uh, that one will just keep on going until like... It's oh, yeah. Like let's <laughs> let's knock that off. Yeah. So, what's going on, everyone? It's a Tuesday. It's, it's Tuesday. Cold. Tuesday. It's colder today than it was mm-hmm. yesterday. And it'll be I colder had, tomorrow than it is today. Wow. I had some snow. tea today. <laughs> Earl Grey. No, I don't remember what it was. Um, he's decided he's going to drink tea now. I'm going to drink tea he needed in the afternoon. He needed an electric tea kettle. Are you going to stop talking into British accent? No. Not he, until it really might. gets into Speaking me. of that, where's Lacey? Oh, we need a British accent. Lacey. Call Lacey, in with your British Lacey. accent. British us. We need you. Or text Paul and he can have it read it. <laughs> I can have it read it, yes. There you go. Hello there. Hello. Hello, Gal Governor. I'm gonna have tea, but not Earl Grey. So what kind of tea did you have? I don't so Stacy's dad got a, a variety, a variety pack. pack and it was a as a gift from somebody and he regifted <laughs> it to me. And you tea. regifted it to me. I brought it home and I said, look at all this tea. And you went, ooh, I like tea. I'll and take you took it. it. <laughs> okay. I, really I, like I stole. Common deer. So there's a, there are a couple green teas. This yeah. was a. It's quite a variety. Yeah. There's this some. was like a, I think it was a white tea and it was, it was like a fruity. Did it have the, there, there's a word on there that I don't know how to pronounce. Mm. It's like ruibus. R-O-O-I-B-U-S. So no. it's probably not it's how not you Roomba, say it, Roomba, but it's a kind of tea. No, it's not Roomba tea. I don't think I'd drink Roomba tea it was organic <laughs> and it had caffeine in it of course so, it was organic <laughs> so i drank it oh yeah i love it he'll probably come to casey's office soon and say would you like some tea and i don't drink tea so that doesn't <laughs> well, work well you better you better get used to that your mm-hmm. boss is telling you drinking tea. yeah <laughs> drink tea okay <laughs> only if it's a room but tea oh, let, <laughs> let them eat cake my mom is a big tea drinker but she liked the the uh just the black like the loosely oh no, like, loosely. like ice Nothing she's fancy. not that cool no 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 it's like the lipton like yeah. black tea you know uh, Anyways, this is a great conversation. Watching. We just lost tea. everyone that was watching. This is like, <laughs> I, why am I watching? Oh, never mind. <laughs> why am I watching these idiots talk there. about tea? self. Don't there. talk about back. tea again. They're clearly <laughs> coffee drinkers. Yeah, well, you know, there was a uh, long line of arguments between coffee drinkers and tea drinkers. This is the whole reason why World War One started, I think. Well, World War One. So I did. Civil maybe. War. So I'm a. Not civil. Revolution. Revolutionary. Revolutionary. That's the word I was thinking. Oh, yeah, I did start Sorry, Logan. Why <laughs> oh. Name oh. all the wars so you get to the right one. <laughs> But what that one. so coffee versus tea, of course, uh, what I found interesting because I'm a huge history nerd. The what kind of kickstarted the revolutionary movement was the Boston Tea Party, and after that, the tax on tea went even higher to pay for all the lost tea. No, yeah, would you believe that? But the colonists still wanted their caffeinated drink, but they also didn't want to support at least the rebels, the didn't British. want to, the British Empire, so they started drinking coffee instead so they could mm. get their caffeine but not support the crown. And then so they, then they invented a red. It was yeah. weird. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
that was a hundred or two hundred years later. I mean, I, the I, experimentations of what can we drink instead? I had both to. today. I had coffee in the morning and tea in the afternoon. So what does that make me? You had kombucha. A <laughs> I did have kombucha, so I guess I had tea. Yep, fermented tea. Mm. That sounds horrible. Mm. I didn't have any tea or coffee this morning. Same. Yeah. Did you have a fit aid? I did. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A focus aid. Focus aid. Not golf aid. Not golf. No, I gave golf aid to. There's golf aid. Oh, there's golf aid. There's life aid. There's uh, recovery aid. Anything you could need. Immunity aid. Is there teaching Part, aid? There's party or aid. Reading too. Jesus aid. <laughs> party aid. Is that what we said? Yeah. Okay. Helps you party. Hashtag not a sponsor. Recover from the party. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right, and Jesus. Well, you know, gives us life. He's our life aid. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, we earned that. Yeah, we did. So, dad jokes. Aside, yeah. Okay. Uh, what are we talking about today? Jesus. Jesus. There it is. Um, we're we're talking about calls uh, a little bit. Good, because um, I've been I've been getting spam calls off the off my phone like crazy. Mom. Call your mom. Call your mom. Call your mom. Yep. Okay. Yeah. If you would. We're yeah. talking about that today. Yep. Stacy, tell us about the call that God has placed on your life. You know that it's been a year. I have a little journal that's like a five year. I have just a little space to write every day, and so for five years I can go back and see and so January 31st was my hey I have this idea for call your mom so I read that earlier this week I'm like oh I guess yesterday <laughs> so it's been a year already and look where we are <laughs> speaking of speaking of a year I did see in our in our notes that we've been video podcasting for a year Ooh. this a year ago was our first one Ooh. on video and look how far we've okay. gone <laughs> yep yeah. We're making we've waves. We've been all around the studio, I think. Yeah. Where we've sat. Well, I actually haven't changed it in a while, have it's, I? No, you haven't. It's, it's due, due for a new change. It is. You know. You, why don't you come time. out here like Wednesday or Thursday during the during the evening when it's really cold? No. Uh, that's, that was. Yeah. As long as it's not 14 move below. Everything around. You can move around. I don't yeah. want to move around anymore. I'm done. Okay. I'm tired. It's tax season. Didn't there used to be drums in here? Yes, there used to be drums in here. Oh. It's changed a little bit. Yeah. Because it turned into a music studio to a podcast studio, which is not what Slightly I Slightly different equipment. <laughs> Not what I expected it to be. So, nope. anyways, everybody's everybody's listening to this riveting conversation yeah. about my studio, which nobody can see. Really cares. Really? <laughs> um, so, no, we're talking. So, we we're looking at the call that God's call to Jeremiah call of Jeremiah when he uh, basically says, hey, youngin, I'm going to gonna make you a prophet. I think he said ute. Actually. Ute. <laughs> How <laughs> old was he? I, I don't know 14. if I know that. He wasn't old. We know that. You just said young one. I thought well, maybe he, there was... Because I he complains about he was, being young. Um, you see what Google says? How old was Jeremiah? Was well, because it talks about him being young. <laughs> How old was Jeremiah? And he began his ministry. Then when he was called to be a prophet. Mm. Oh, oh. Approximately 17. Does yours concur? <laughs> uh, well, at study.com, yes, it's Yep, because we were looking at the exact same source. Hey, our sources confirm that must be what it is. Well, what's funny is the first numbers I saw was six forty one to six forty three, but then I really like, oh, that's BC. I was like, yeah, he it was six forty. I was young. I'm always young. Much younger than Methuselah. So about seventeen. So he was pretty young. Yeah. Okay. High school senior. And he is now told to preach to all of Israel. No yep. big deal. The problem yeah. was is that he just got his license. He can't really drive, <laughs> but he's also not old enough to be drafted in. So it's just or vote or vote. Yeah. Smoke. Nothing. I mean, yep. How could, mm-hmm. could be a prophet? So let's hear in that life situation what Which God says to Jeremiah. Accurate. 
but verse am I starting at? Jeremiah four. chapter one, verses four through 10. 10. Okay. Thank you. The word of the Lord came to me, Jeremiah, saying, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Ah, sovereign Lord, I said, I do not know how to speak. I am only a child. But the Lord said to me, do not say I am only a child. You must go to everyone I send you to and say whatever I command you. Do not be afraid of them for I'm with you and will rescue you, declares the Lord. Then the Lord reached out his hand and touched my mouth and said to me, now I have put my words in your mouth. See, today I appoint you over nations and kingdoms to uproot and tear down, to destroy and overflow, to build and to plant. Thank you for putting your hand over I, my I mouth. I think this version, <laughs> this version is great because it says, alas, alas, <laughs> alas. sovereign Lord. Alas, sir. Alas, sovereign Lord. I am Lord. a kid. <laughs> that mine is just, ah. <laughs> But alas, <laughs> both the NIV. Just pointing that out. Both NIVs. Both NIV versions. Mm. Yep. But alas, I am hey. not, I cannot. I cannot see. I am but a child. This is what those actors do. That's what Gerber told us last week. He went, yes. What do you want to do? Alas, sir, I cannot. <laughs> Over dramatic. I wish I wish I could use a last at least in my life, like in, in a real context. Mm -hmm. I want you know next it, time like, is actually like, mean it. And well, just you know it would be great. Like I had to buy a new fridge for my West Point office, and if they called me now, since I, I hindsight, I wish I could be like, hey, uh, we need a new fridge. Alas, sir, I cannot buy you a fridge. <laughs> You're being a pirate in this. Alas, alas, alas. Uh, that's a vast. <laughs> that's an R. That's only for ah, sovereign Lord. Alas, all right. Anyways. Okay. <laughs> yep. So that stands out. I also like Alas. the the Lord touched my mouth. Like just, oh. the, they're See, actually I put my words yep. in there. Like sometimes we just need that. Here you yep. go. You're going. There are actually a couple times where God like touches lips or mouth, like well, um, Isaiah, and then the burning yeah, yeah. coal. But. Um, and that we get the symbolism of with the burning coal of the the cleansing of his lips. So, but yeah, so. So in the Old Testament, there were these prophets, right? Jeremiah was one of them, and God. I thought Jeremiah was a bullfrog. I'm just. He he was also a friend of mine. <laughs> um, boom, boom, boom. We're focused. Yeah. Oh. Focus aid. Um, Not a sponsor. Uh, but in those times, God like gave these people visions or spoke directly to them and said, "This is how I'm going. How you need to go speak to the people." That's not how He works anymore. I mean, He could. God still could work that way. Uh, but instead, He has given us His word in that little pink book that you just read from, Stacy, mm -hmm. <laughs> or that website that Paul. Alas, you're wrong. So oh, it's a pink bad. book. It's, it's the pink book. Alas. Or none at all. Um, and so we all have calls now not like necessarily specifically like jeremiah does but we all have you know we've talked about this throughout this season of epiphany we've talked about how the spirit gives us gifts and the spirit um you know we are all part of one body we all have different um calls vocations um we all have different um parts that we are we have been called to be but all of those need god's word uh and so really where where we focused on this weekend is how do we get god's word into our mouths and yeah you can't eat it it's not in a fortune cookie crack it open there it is oh, there it is oh. that's not god's word um don't don't use your fortune cookie you should make fortune cookie with bible verses on it. i'm i guarantee you that's a product oh yeah i guarantee, <laughs> I guarantee it <laughs> it's somewhere yeah speaking of which happy chinese new year mm -hmm. there's that <laughs> 
Is that a thing? Today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the Lunar New Year. Good, yeah. thing, good thing we're not there. Okay, anyways, the, uh, sorry. <laughs> I, I, I did buy somebody once a, a devotional thing that's called the Daily Bread. It, was like, it looked like a little piece of bread and it had a little, little piece of paper. <laughs> you didn't eat it, but you. You like opened it up each day. Yeah, and you went, oh, look, I've got flowers. Okay, bread. put it back in. <laughs> really? Yeah, okay. That was really cool. Mm-hmm. Alas, but I did not read it every day. <laughs> I'm in a really goofy mood. You gotta, you gotta write me <laughs> in here. <laughs> I, well, and I'm, yeah. Okay, so. He had um, tea today, so. Yeah, I'm just, woo. Uh, so what are the ways, oh yeah, and we'll talk about, it, and, but what are the ways growing up or or in your adult life, what are w- different ways that have connected you with God's word, that have gotten God's word into your heart and your mind and your mouth? Well, music is my, my number one thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the only medium that I can think of right off the top of the bat. Yep. So, I mean, I understand that a lot of the, <clears throat> especially the contemporary songs, they're not verbatim. Um, well, sometimes they are, but not a good portion of it is it is more of a of home. Yeah. Kind of like what David wrote. A psalm. Psalm. Or yep. song. Sorry. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, with, and, you know, contemporary music gets, you know, is given a hard time for, you know, the repeating choruses and things like that. Um, You're going to say it seven times before I get it. Yep. You want to say it one more time. But there are a number of psalms that have a repeating refrain, like the, as David's writing or one of the other psalmists is writing is like, hey, there's one thing that I want you to take from this. Um, so I'm going to repeat it over, 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 and over, and over. Yeah. The worst song is when they said, you are good, you are good, you are good. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Just imagine me singing that. Just like, oh, singing this one more time. <laughs> I, but are you sure he is good? Yeah, he's good. No, I'm good. You're good. I mean, it's one thing when it's genuine worship and you're saying that from a heart place of, yeah. mm-hmm. I'm meaning this sincerely. But when you're up in front, like, I have to sing this now and I'm not feeling that <laughs> connection to the lyric, yeah, that it gets a little. Yeah, yeah, it happens. Well, but. and it's it's interesting that can connect differently with different people. Uh, for me, that's if, if a line is repeated a lot, that's harder for me to worship with because to me that starts to get kind of repetitive. Yeah. And no, when things repeat, my mind wanders, which is not helpful for, right. for me. Whereas for, for my wife, that helps her center on that idea mm-hmm. and, and helps bring it home. For me, I, I like I like when the words and the verses change and gets different thoughts in. But, but reading the words on the screen yep. and singing them is how I center. And when they don't change, I get bored. Well, you all know me and my love for music. Yes, um, legendary. Yep. So like, I actually, like, I really do. I mean, I was, I was in band and orchestra and choir. So I, I enjoy music. Um, my struggle is like when I'm when I'm singing a hymn, I want to sing the harmony. I want to sing typically the bass line. Um, but sometimes that, that gets too low for me. Um, so I'll sing tenor or um, and then I will sing a hymn and go, wait, I, I have no idea what I just sang um, because I'm I'm focused more on the music, the the melody or the harmony uh, than I am on the actual words. So for me, and, and same with same with contemporary Christmas Christian songs, like Christmas. I did, I did some of them happen um, at Christmas. Yeah. But same with those, like, I, I usually can't tell you what the verses are. But if I can get the chorus, which is also sometimes a toughie for me, um, if I can get the chorus, then I've figured, it, okay, that's that's what that song's about. Yeah, and I think the difference for me is not necessarily the singing of the song because because of the position I have at Trinity, when I have to look at your verse and what you're going to read mm-hmm. and talk about, I have to analyze the lyrics. Yeah. That I'm, and I'm like, okay, wait a minute, this kind of fits. Or right. And so it's more of a lyric analysis, mm-hmm. which I used to do as a music therapist, by the way, just a music analysis. But it's more of an, an analyzing the music and then basing that off the reading that you yeah. might have for that beat, whatever. Um, and so it is, 
and because I'm more of a macro individual, I'll look at the reading and go, what we, what's the bigger theme that we're talking about here? That's the reason I would text you sometimes. Like, what are you actually talking about? Because yeah. this could go anywhere. Yeah. Um, and but, usually my initial response is, yeah, no, Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. And then uh, I throw something at you. <laughs> yeah. Then I usually give you a decent response or I go, I don't know yeah. yet. And then I listen to it on Saturday night and I go, oh yeah, I'm changing the song. Yeah. Or two minutes before. I've done that before too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But it's mainly because I had to. I had to listen. To, it's, it's an analyzation, analyzation of the music and the lyrics. Yep. And I think that's really what, because it's not really the melody or anything like that that I'm studying. So yeah. does that make sense? Yeah. Versus just like singing the song. It's not just singing song. Right. But some people really know these songs really well because yeah. they sing it in their car constantly. And sometimes they, it was one of those songs that it could have been they something's going on in their lives and it mm-hmm. comes on next. You know, it just hits them and now they just that becomes one of their songs that yeah it becomes the words on their lips yeah mm-hmm. or tongue yeah. Yeah, and there I know there are a lot of um a lot of people who with with hymns it's the same way. Like they're you know, for some they I mean I had a professor who I feel like he had the whole hymnal memorized because I mean he could just he could just list off you know and just just quote a couple stanzas from a hymn as he's talking about something. And it just I feel like comes hymns out. for some people are almost like poetry, mm-hmm. kind of like what you were saying. And a lot of times they do kind of rhyme, but they have that cadence yeah. that I think sticks in some people's brains. That, yeah, the words, well, like the richness of the text in hymns. Yeah, and if 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 there's one thing that I love more than music, it's poetry. So, oh yeah, yeah, do tell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I mean, you really think about it. I mean, that's what the songs are. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah, they are. They are. I just, again, that's not. I, I need somebody to like beat me over the head with yeah. a phrase over Some and over. Some people that's they like poetry. That's why I like. like that, really. I, I know it's kind. Of, I, I really like Seeds family music that mm-hmm. just takes a verse or two verses and puts it to music. Um, and it it gets really cheesy at times. Um, but a little, a lot, a, a lot. It gets incredibly <laughs> cheesy at times. <laughs> That was um, will be. But was that the uh, group that did the Jesus doesn't change song? No, no, that okay. was that was some it random. Was the, group. Do you be not on your be anxious about anything. That be was on your guard, ago. stand firm. That's and they do a they, lot uh, of different types. That's because but. they're trying to put music to something that is not. right, right. They, because right. that's and that's their whole point. We they all they only want to sing God's word. Mm-hmm. And so the question is, are they using NIV or ESV? Because you know, if they say alas, <laughs> alas, <laughs> oh. who is there one of that? <laughs> no, they just think, ah, but a child. Ah. <laughs> but, well, and what's interesting, uh, when, when my wife was the fourth grade teacher for their memory work, after the first couple of times, she started uh, putting them, putting the verse they would have to do to song. And even though some of those students that she started with are seventh and eighth graders now, you you don't even have to start the melody. You can start the first part of a verse mm-hmm. and they will start singing. Yeah. 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 The, a few of them will start singing. The uh, And you can tell the rest of them know it, but they're too cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. There's, there's one kid that refuses to do memory because he says he can't memorize anything mm-hmm. um but he made that comment um a few months ago is like the only thing the only thing that i can memorize are the ones that mrs roberts put to music mm-hmm. and he can still remember those mm-hmm. well, there you go so and it's interesting that music can be an awesome teacher and over time what what connects in song and how we learn has changed uh, one of I, it might not be considered a popular christmas hymn but one of the hymns around christmas is one that martin luther wrote called from heaven above to earth i come which is 15 verses long and so we, we never I've, I've never been to a church that sings all 15 <laughs> verses, but it's 15 verses because it was supposed to be at a time where the whole service was that song. Well, I don't know about that, <laughs> but it, it was designed to teach children the story of the nativity. And, you know, there we have tons of teaching resources today. I'm not sure there were as many back in Martin mm-hmm. Luther's time. So it was a way to teach children the nativity story. And we still sing parts of it at Christmas. Very rarely the whole thing. Though. I mean, I've met other individuals that that. Um, just have those those verses memorized, and they bring them up all the time in different conversation. It's just yeah. it, it's 
like, oh, situation, verse. Oh, yeah. Situa- another verse. And they just have it memorized. I have never been that individual. I've always been more of paraphrase. <laughs> yeah. I think in the Bible says They came it. from somewhere in the New Testament. Here's a paraphrase. <laughs> Somebody said it. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I can kind of go, well, this, you know, I know this is in the Bible and it says something like this. So I'm yeah. not a, the problem with that is, I hope I got that right. You know, <laughs> you, when you paraphrase, you're like, I think I, I think I read that. So well, and that's, and that's like when, when I work with my, the seventh and eighth graders that I teach or the confirmation families, I remind them that there are times where Google is your friend. I mean, cause I can type like, what did Jesus say about the, or where is that parable of the unforgiving servant or, you know, those sorts of things. And, and that's a great resource. That's a great way to use Google. So even if you don't have it on the tip of your tongue, you can find it quickly. Now there are lots of theology things that Google's bad for, mm-hmm. um, but a vast, yes, a vast, vast <laughs> library of stuff. Um, Alas, don't use Google. But, but those ah. sorts of things um, to help you find those verses or man, there was some verse that, that somebody told me that was really helpful for my anxiety. Okay. Verses, Bible verses for anxiety. And, and, and it come up with 15,000 of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe not quite that many, but but you'll get a, a, a plethora. Um, <laughs> yes, you have used the word I like. I want to use the last lot more in this life. I, I really, you know. It's I, in the Bible. Someday I need some to tell. Some Bibles. Some not Bibles. Mine. Mine's just, <laughs> ah. Ah. <laughs> Um, oh, no, yeah, but like that's where you can that that's where Google can be very helpful with God's word. Is you know, I think I remember that somewhere. What exactly does it say? Um, well, and take, the, there's the inverse of that is is this actually in the Bible? Because there's been a few times that uh, students have asked me. I've I've heard this saying before. I hear it a lot, and it can sound morally good and consistent with something the Bible would say. And you look it up, and it's actually not there. It yeah. could be good life advice, but it's not from the Bible. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot of that. Mm-hmm. I also there's a lot of times that somebody will quote the bible verse and you sit there and go i don't think that's really the context that yeah <laughs> well that's that's what we talked about sunday th- yeah that's one of the things we talked about with this call of jeremiah like just because god is calling jeremiah and we have it recorded for us um doesn't mean that that's for me um like at the very end of that you know he talks about how um like i'll break you know you will break down and pluck up and do all this stuff and um just uproot tear down destroy and overthrow build and plant yeah like that doesn't mean that i'm gonna to do that. That means that that's what Jeremiah was saying. But just like a good lawyer, there is now precedence that he could ask you to do that. He could. Mm-hmm. But that that call is to Jeremiah. And I'm gonna I'm gonna hurt. I'm gonna I'm gonna sadden some people. Um, but brace thyself. Hold on. I think I have. Um, <laughs> there's there's a specific verse, and I'm not gonna get too far into this, and I won't hurt too many feelings. Plan but but that but that half the people have as a confirmation verse that wasn't written for everyone. It was written for Joshua. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans oh, for hope Jeremiah. in the future. Jeremiah. It was Jeremiah. Yeah, 29. Yeah, 29. Be strong yeah, be strong and courageous was the other one. No, but the, the Jeremiah. Yeah, sorry. Um, I'm, I was bracing. I needed I, more tea. Um, I was bracing. I thought my confirmation verse was under attack. I mean, it... <laughs> Sure. Um, is the Lord God with, with me wherever I go? Yes, it oh, is. Thank goodness. So he is. Strong and um, so be strong okay. and courageous. So yeah, but like that that one that's really written to Jeremiah, and there's there's parts of that that um, is a, is applicable to us. But when we take, especially in the Old Testament, when we, when we take these verses that are written when God is speaking to an individual, and we say, "Oh, look, that's me." Um, it's not always the case. It's not always the case. So also, um, I think one of my favorite verses. Um, 
um, and I don't remember exactly where this is. Google will tell you. But like, um, if you just bow down and worship me, I will give you all the kingdoms of the world. Boom. That's Hashtag. What, that's what Satan. Satan, says right? That's 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 a quoting Jesus. from the Bible. We talked about that on Sunday in Sunday school. Jesus being tempted in the wilderness. I knew that happened. <laughs> I was gone though. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. So don't quote Satan. Just FYI. <laughs> But it's in the Bible. But it's in the Bible. Therefore, Jesus wept. There we go. Yeah. So, um, like, we learn differently now. And that's one of the things, like, even with, I think I've talked about this, I don't know, but even, like, with math, we learn differently now. I'm a, I'm a trained math teacher. Um, I, When I was growing up, I was told, you know, you need to learn all of this. You, know, you need to have all of this in your head because you'll never carry around a calculator with you everywhere you go. We now carry around calculators with us everywhere we go. However, that doesn't mean that I don't, that, that knowing five five times five off the top of my head is now useless, right? Same with memorization. There, there are a lot of people who are older um, who have a much better skill for memorization because they had to memorize it. They they couldn't Google it. They they had to just have it with them. They couldn't carry all the books with them. Um, they had to memorize it. And so they learn differently than we do now. Um, if But just because we can have the Bible at our pocket, you know, or in our, in our pocket, we carry it with us everywhere we go, doesn't now all of a sudden mean that, well, I don't need to know God's word because I have it and I can read it. That's a different, that's a different uh, I can't think of the word because that's the problem. Because uh, when you think of math skills, it's like, okay, I mean, to be able to do these things is one one thing, but to be able to produce the same product by using a calculator or whatever is different. But the word of God is completely different because it has so many contexts built into it, just the way your thought process is and even mm-hmm. the way that you look at a problem can be affected by, because knowing five, mm-hmm. by, five times five is one thing and knowing how to get five times five is one thing. But to, to sit there and go, well, how do I live and how do I talk to people and how do I yeah. how do I treat my parents and how do I treat my children and all it's just not by going oh hold on let me get my calculator out here right mm-hmm. well and the world you know Satan is working in the world around us and Satan although an enemy of God knows the word of God better than any of us ever will like he, he'll use anything he can to pry us away from God and you know it's evidenced in, in the temptation of Jesus so you know a lot of times for those of us you know, if Satan is not going to be a, a warning, flashing red light to where it's obviously wrong. Like, he doesn't want to get caught. So he can use God's words and twist it just enough where it sounds like this is something God would say. You know, God God would want this. I mean, God doesn't want you to ever be sad. That A good God wouldn't want you to ever be sad. And there's a Bible verse that says this. Wow, one verse says that. Hmm, I, I, guess, I guess God doesn't want me to be sad. Well, I guess that could be true, but if you look in context of the Bible, that is not the number one thing God wants for you and knowing your Bible can help you withstand those attacks and be ready because Satan isn't quitting just because one attack didn't work on you. Well, it's just the same mentality as like knowing your history as well because if you don't know the history of where things come from or where th- what's happened in the past and how things were treated or, or outcomes that happened, you're doomed to repeat that. If you don't understand what God is trying to tell you you don't have that insight of, of, of his thought process, for lack of better words, I don't know, then you are doomed to repeat, yep. you know, to go down that path because you're just like, well, I think this is the way. You're just basically going off of what you think is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing with history. You just sit there and go, well, this no, I should do this. And it's just like, well, yeah, this has been done throughout history all the time and it always yeah. ends badly. You probably learned that. Yeah. Well, and how many misquotes, you know, of the Bible have given us the wrong impression but have become part of our understanding. For instance, I bet I bet people in this room and listening could finish this phrase. Um, no, alas, uh, I cannot. Alas. Themselves. Yeah. <laughs> no, oh, that's another it. one, but... Uh, uh, 
money is the root of all evil. And so people, and those words are in the Bible. All those words are in the Bible and they're pretty close to each other. And so it has become the impression that this is from the Bible. So God well, thinks money is bad, but there's that a few, whole phrase is in the Bible. Like word, word for word. But, there's just but there's some, some words in front of it. Exactly. There are a couple words that change it. It is the love of money is the root of all evil. So God does not call money evil, but your love of it. And it changes everything. And that little nuance can change not only your approach of your relationship with God, but your finances. Just those two or three little words. But knowing that difference is key to how you use what you're given. And But that's that's why it's important to know that difference and ever be vigilant. And Because yeah. there's, there's tons of verses that are misquoted just like that. So how then? We talked about music. Um, that was kind of the way that for Paul, uh, especially. Um, what are some other ways if you're like me and music isn't going to really, I mean, maybe at, at times it will, but but what are other ways that you that have worked for you to get God's word into your hearts, your minds, and you, in, on your lips? Oh, it's in for, I've done a lot of different Bible studies, like topical Bible studies, books of the Bible, just throughout my life, even as a middle schooler. I don't remember before that, but middle school, high school, college, just kind of seen my understanding of the Bible grow through that too. So to come in thinking I knew a lot and then to say, oh, like there's this little piece about Jesus that I knew and I believed, but then there's this much more too. And just to see the Bible as a big picture too has um, been developed through those Bible studies, conversations with other people. Uh, I'm currently in one on Matthew. And so we're learning about Jesus, specifically about parables. And um, that's been something recently, but even talking about like different interpretations and even theologians who study the scriptures for years and years and years and come to different conclusions about what Jesus meant. And to understand that even though we read the Bible and we study it, that there are times where we don't know and God gives us um, the spirit to help discern certain matters, but there are some things too that we might not. So for me, that's an important part of my faith too, to understand that I'm never going to have all the answers and all the understanding that I would like to have because I'm a perfectionist and I want to know everything and be the expert. <laughs> but to know that that's not my place to know that too and to yeah. be okay in that too. So for you, it's, it's participating in yeah. Bible studies with, with other people. Yeah, what's inter- yeah. interesting about some Bible studies, because you, you could do several, there's a zillion Bible studies about Matthew out there mm-hmm. and some of them will focus on different parts right. of that book. Mm-hmm. That will, I mean, I, I think Pastor Dan did this a while ago when he would just pick, ran, uh, not random, but he would pick lines that you're like, oh, I never really paid attention to that line. Mm-hmm. Oh, and that's what it or, you know, just like looking at it from a different point of view going, oh, because you always have the straight on, oh, this is what I said. And it's right. just like, but he's like, well, mm-hmm. look at the subtext of what's going on around yeah. it. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just interesting that you can write so many different types of Bible studies that focus on, oh, well, let's focus on just on, like the, the one I did on Matthew focused on how Jesus' relationship and his, the people that he interacted, mm-hmm. how he, each one of the pre- people that he interacted with and how he treated them. Mm-hmm versus the actual parable. Right. Does that make sense? Uh, mm-hmm. And so it's interesting just right. to look at those different things. And you could do that same, like do that study and then do another one on Matthew. You could be looking at the same text, but be pulling totally different things. Well, especially yeah. your focus is different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Focus on the interactions of people. Oh, let me focus on the actual words right. they said. Oh, yeah. let me focus right. on what was, and, and some of them are just, this was what's going on in, in, during that time in history. Right, right. context mm-hmm. for And so period. you even know that we're not, you know, and now it's like, oh, that doesn't make sense now. It's like yeah. back then. Mm-hmm. This why, why did Jesus talk about farming so much? Because well, he knew his he knew his crowd. He should have been talking about Silicon Valley. I mean, yeah, and social media. Yeah, yeah really. He should have been talking about what was the latest app and what TikTok he just saw. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 
So for me, where I have really grown in God's word, um, especially the last 10 years, 15 years, uh, is leading Bible studies. Um, Because I've I've been in a lot of Bible studies in, you know, high school, college, um, but then to lead them takes it to a whole nother level. Um, It's almost like you have to be prepared. It's like you have to be prepared because somebody's going to ask you a random question. And you're not going to know the answer. And you're going to go, uh... Um, but but that's been like I've I've really enjoyed preparing because it, part of it is um, and this is different than like when I teach in the school. Um, but when I'm able to to lead Bible studies, the people that are there want to be there. That's always helpful because you're not trying to like where I struggle. My biggest struggle as a teacher is um, classroom management. Um, and so when when I have to spend more energy trying to keep people focused and on task, then I really struggle with teaching actually what I'm supposed to be teaching. Um, but so when I can, when I can lead Bible studies, um, and confirmation has been that this year. Um, but, um, it's just so fun. Um, and, and and I have to be more prepared and I have to spend more time. Um, and also there's not like this confirmation there is, but there's also not like this. All right, we got to get through this today. Um, you can, you know, if somebody asks you a question and you go like, I, I love rabbit trails. I know not everybody does. Um, but, but sometimes you can get a question that has nothing to do with the text or makes the answer has nothing to do with what you're studying, but can be so applicable to daily life or to, you know, what someone's going through or just good knowledge. Um, and so that's where I've, I've really kind of grown with God's word is, is spending that time preparing to, to teach it. And for me, it's actually for my personal growth, it's kind of the opposite. So I love studying to lead Bible studies. I love leading them. Uh, it's, it's one of my favorite aspects of being a director of Christian education. But when I'm studying to to lead, it goes in a different compartment of my mind. Mm-hmm. Of this is this is information I have to be ready to convey to someone else. Where I will get the best transfer is when I don't have to lead it. In fact, uh, in um, some of the interviews, Trinity Trinity asked this question uh, in my interview uh, for churches that ask, uh, you know, what are what are some important requirements, you know, for you if you were to consider this call, which is the, the call that a church gives for me to potentially be there, DCE. And one of the things I say is I want to be involved in a Bible study that I don't have to lead at all because I still want to be a student of the Word. And that aspect, it, it gets to a different part of my brain of I'm just here to absorb information. I don't have to do anything with this information. I just get to be. So, I don't have to do anything with this information. You gotta do something. It's not just meant to s- sit there, but it's just, oh, I don't have to apply this to the next Bible study I'm gonna teach. There isn't... Right. There's it's just it's just God's word and myself. It gets deep for a while, right? And I don't have to have the answers. I can hear something and and let it question it and let it rumble around in my head, um, and not have to be automatically ready to give. Well, here's why, or mm-hmm. uh, here's what's happening. It's a huh. I've not looked at it that way. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting perspective. I don't know what I think about it. I, I enjoy being able to do I, that. I too. generally try not to think. <laughs> Th- thinking ends when you turn to be an adult. You don't have to think or do anything. Oh, it's kind of nice. Yeah. You know, I, I sometimes uh, you brought up conversations in Bible studies. I mean, different times, but some of the more meaningful um, conversations I've had when we talk about a certain verse or whatnot is how that verse affected their lives or how they've had experiences that that verse has either helped through or it, it's actually um, um, got, gotten them to really start thinking about Conviction, God's Word. Kind of. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. and sit there and go, well, I was doing this and then I read this or I, read, I heard the song and, and then I looked it up and, I was, and he suddenly go, oh, I've been looking at this all wrong. And those kind of conversations 
conversations. It might not be a Bible study, but sometimes, because there are times that you sit there and read something and you go, I've never, <laughs> yeah, you're right. I've never yeah. seen this this way. I've never yeah. looked at it in this light or I um, can't remember one right now because there's several of them. On Wednesday nights when I have a Bible study, we will, we'll, you know, all of us will go, never really thought of it that way. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so it's, uh, it's interesting for those conversations to happen. Yeah. It doesn't get me any closer to memorizing them, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's those, those moments, they almost have shock value, <gasps> which makes, which for me helps hold on to it a lot longer. Uh, there was uh, a Bible study that uh, Tara, my wife, attended in, in college. I didn't, and I'm two years older than, than she is, so I didn't go to this Bible study when I was in college, but when we were dating, I would come to visit on, on Bible study nights. I would join it with her, her for that Bible study, and the pastor who led it was excellent in that he, he didn't have, it wasn't, he just opened up the Bible, and they would just go slowly through it. It took them, it took them a whole year to get through half of Luke, because any time someone would assume something at scripture, you'll go, stop, you're reading it too fast. You're reading too many verses. Focus on these three. What are they telling you? And that was one of the biggest shock factors for me is slow down. You're reading way too fast. Read these three. I had a professor in the seminary who was, who was teaching. Um, he taught a Bible class at a church um, and it took him 15 years to get halfway through the book of Mark. Um, That's the shortest gospel. (laughs) And then the guy that took over for him, because they all made fun of this professor because he couldn't get, he, he had all this time and he couldn't even finish one book. And then the, when he retired, the next, this professor that took over for him has been one of, had been one of them that had given him the hardest time. And then that first week he got through one word and it was the word and. Alas. Pro- Alas. <laughs> ah. uh, but, but yeah, there, there's, so there's benefits in, in taking things really, really slowly and looking at, at each word or each, um, you know, you know, each verse or phrase, but there's also benefits on like, let's look at the big picture. And so let's, let's look at a, a, a flyby. Um, and so, you know, that you're not going to necessarily get the, the memorization of the words, you know, in, but you're going to get this overarching picture because knowing words, you know, memorizing words doesn't, it isn't beneficial if you don't know the whole story. Um, I shouldn't say it's not beneficial. It's not as beneficial if you don't know the whole story. Like knowing the story is incredibly important along with knowing the individual verses and the, um, and, and having things like that memorized, being able to go slow. So, um, so yeah, the, the struggle is, um, where does where do families come into play with mm-hmm. that? Because kind of everything we've talked about has been I went to this you know kind of church or you know this church sponsored Bible study or this group you know cr- you know we we did different ones in in college um, or personal study. Um, but where where does family how does family fit into this? Because you know spoiler alert, God says that's the place where where faith is passed down. Um, Not just says commands it to be done. Yeah. So so how does how does family play a part in getting God's word in your hearts and minds and mouth. I, I mean, I think it's in, in my experience. I uh, I've talked about you know, wow, words are hard today. I guess I need to have more of that tea stuff <laughs> in in sharing what has connected me with with Bible studies or the Bible and what things I've done. That was all set as a base because I learned about it from a young age from my parents in in, in our home. And I, I think it's if there's one thing I would encourage based on not only my experience but what I've seen in in, in youth who have been in our our church but or in my in our youth group both who've had that that faith background and those who are newer to the faith one of the biggest things to do is to create that faith building block you know it, it might not be that astounding shock value bible study that your kids remember but that's where they build off of it's creating that foundation of faith which is you know the foundation is what roots everything of course Jesus is the one that does the heavy lifting technically the Holy 
spirit. <laughs> but you can, as families, I think it's key to have those open conversations. At, just like you know, if, if you're a sports family, just as open as you talk about, you know, your favorite teams, or if, if you like superheroes, you know, talk about your favorite Avenger. Like it, it, it's it's a, it's an amazing experience to get to that point where faith is just as easy to talk about like that. But it doesn't just start instantly. You don't just open up a Bible and all of a sudden it's easy conversation. It's baby steps to get there if you're not there already. And sometimes it is, I want to say forceful, but I don't think that's the right context. That you just have to do it. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's uncomfortable. Sometimes it's like, was that helpful at all? Or did we just go through the motions? But it's that constant striving to know Jesus more. And maybe we read it and the kids don't pay attention. Maybe we read it and somebody falls and hurts themselves while we're reading and we're distracted, but we're, we're trying. But <laughs> And I, I think and that's, that's life, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. But the, the other thing I encourage, because that's, that's some of the pushback I've gotten before and encouraging that is well, they weren't paying attention. They were goofing around. When I asked them what they thought, they made fart jokes instead of talking about <laughs> Jesus. Like, yeah. yeah we're watching and, our family. <laughs> Uh, but uh, but it's not necessarily did they did they become a biblical scholar day one on this Bible verse. Sometimes it's creating those healthy habits, yeah. even if everyone was completely on different planets that right. day. Well, and I've had conversations with our oldest. Sometimes he just rolls aside. He's the one, like the girls love the Bible. They love talking about Jesus. They don't always necessarily pay attention when we're reading it and talking about it together. But any other time we have a conversation about Jesus, like they're just so excited about him. And Landon is not he does not share that enthusiasm but yet he has the knowledge and we've we have the consistency of yeah. going to God in prayer um, talking about those things at home so they're not foreign his relationship with God looks different than his sisters and that's good and that's normal that's fine but there have been times where he's like why do we have to do this every night <laughs> but part of that is like even even if they learn nothing quote unquote there's consistency but there's also the kids are learning that we find this important and that's what I've told him i said our job as your parents is to tell you about jesus to tell you about this god who gave up to tell you about god who gave up everything in his life as a human to make sure that you can be with him forever to rescue and redeem you and if we don't tell you about that if we just give up because you think it's boring then we failed you as parents so we are going to continue to tell you about him mm-hmm. and you may or may not like that but that's our most important job as parents so we are going to continue to do that in our house and sometimes it is just that like we are the parents in this yeah. <laughs> we don't like that do it because i told you to that's not generally our attitude but do in it. parenting but <laughs> in this instance we're gonna yeah. do it and you're gonna do it with us well and it's those habits you know i'm not sure if it's ever said in anyone's house it really wasn't said in mine growing up but there's there's the attitude of in this family we do this like you know if As you're a robert my house yeah i mean you know if you're in this part of the country nebraska what are saturdays in the fall for husker football, husker football. And and part of part of that sellout streak at Memorial Stadium is because you know it's been going back since the, the early '60s because generation after generation has continued to want to see these football games. It's become a part of their identity. It's become a part of their family identity, and they mm-hmm. care. And and faith can can and will be the same way if you if it becomes part of your family identity. This is what you we do. The same enthusiasm and commitment mm-hmm. to it. Get a jersey for Jesus. <laughs> tailgate for Jesus. Jesus. Do a Sunday morning tailgate. <laughs> 
I'll dump the Gatorade on you. Okay. Sounds like a plan. Done. Sounds like a plan. Yep. So um, one of the things that at, at Trinity, one of the things that we kind of put out there for our, our families um, and, and individuals, it doesn't have to be, you know, mom, dad, 1.7 kids, uh, but it's called the daily dose. Uh, and it's just a, it, it's just a way to daily, whether it's morning or evening, um, just find a way to get God's word into your heart. And so um, on, you know, on that website, so trinityfremont.com slash daily, um, you can do morning, evening devotions. Um, but really it's, it, it's, it's focused in on God's word, um, focused in on prayer, um, focused in on Psalms, uh, songs and hymns that song, you know, if, if you, if you're going online and doing it, you click on the song and it pulls up the, the Spotify playlist for, um, for next week, uh, for our worships, um, at, at our 1030 service, you click on the hymn, it pulls up a, li- a list of a bunch of epiphany hymns, um, from, from the hymnal project, which is from the Michigan district. Um, and so, um, and then you just click on a hymn and they, you know, it's not a ton of hymns, not a ton of options there. Um, and that's okay. Cause sometimes if all, you know, all of the possible epiphany hymns were there, it, it might get overwhelming. Um, but then, you know, then we read the Bible, um, read part of the catechism, um, and the Bible readings are, are there for you for every day. Um, the catechism a little bit further down, um, but just, just a way, um, to read God's word and get it in our hearts, um, and get it, but it starts with on our lips, but then to get it into our hearts, um, and then spend time in prayer, uh, and, and then, you know, go joyfully to your work or go to sleep in peace. Um, but we've, don't mix those up that it could (laughs) actually, when we, when we were first doing the PDF, um, we did have them backwards. Um, so I'm glad we didn't get those glad we didn't print those. Uh, Now go joyfully or go peacefully to sleep at eight in the morning. Yep. So yeah, there's some, there's some who wouldn't, and and evening you go I'll go, go to work about my work yeah yeah so Live my life. so just um you know this uh, this might not be for your family um it, this the, but this is just one other way and, and it's worth trying I think and and it doesn't have to you don't have to do everything there our family's done this a couple times and sometimes we do the invocation and the Bible reading and the evening prayer um and and then go to bed um so so it doesn't have to be in and everything every day um but um but this is a way for for our family um, to do this together. So, and you've been involving like the girls. You'll read part of it, and then they'll sometimes we'll all respond together. Sometimes yeah. one of them will read. Like it just, I think it's a, a good way to get different people involved in different parts, yep. different nights. So it doesn't. It's a similar format every day, but it's not the exact same thing. So yeah, I can. You can switch it up, and I can click on the Bible reading and hand it to Landon and say, "All right, go ahead and read." Um, what if you hand it to Bennett? Will he read it? <laughs> not quite. <laughs> we, uh, so what brought? What was uh, the process? of bringing this to uh of, of putting this all together yeah uh honestly i went to winkle um which is henry henry winkle yeah no that's <laughs> winkler um so winkle is german for like corner um which is nobody puts baby in a corner yeah uh, but but they do put pastors in a corner uh no so, so winkle is the word for our our circuit pastors meeting um and and i was at i was at wahoo uh and and the pastor there had a had a fold out uh or a a, a folded page that had kind of all this and, and it was a very different format um but i kind of was like 
like, well, that's like so many, uh, you know, I've, I can tell families to, you know, do devotions in your home or, or, or do this sort of family worship in your home. Um, you know, get a devotion book, get a family Bible, um, or, or kids Bible or things like that. But, but so many people have that question, well, where do I start? Um, and, and our, our, our thought process for this specifically was how do we take every decision? This, how do we take every, every possible roadblock where, where an adult, you know, parent might have to make a decision of, oh, what Bible, what, what passage are we reading? What are we talking about? What are we doing? How can we take that all out of their hands so that they don't have to make, so that they, they don't make excuses? I don't, I didn't know what to read, uh, but also they, they don't really have to think about it. They can just, they can do it. And, and yes, we want them to think while they're doing it. Um, but, but it can just become something that, that they do. And so the, the Bible verses are there for them. The, the catechism's there for them. Uh, even if, you know, we don't have the Apostles' Creed, you know, in that form. Um, but if they don't know the Apostles' Creed, that's, we're not assuming anything. And so we have, we have a link that they can click on that will pull up the Apostles' Creed that they can read it from. Same with the Lord's Prayer. Um, we, we just wanted to get something that was accessible, but also something that was not fluff. Um, it, it's really easy to kind of just fluff your way through things and just, um, th- this is very, I mean, it's very theological. Uh, it's God's word. It's the catechism. It's, um, it, it's an order of service. Um, it, it has the Psalms in there. So it's, it's got a lot of good stuff in there. It got a lot of deep, rich theological stuff. So it's not fluffy, but it's also accessible to anybody. Um, you don't have to be a, a theology major to read the words that are on the page. Um, well, and what's nice, you know, we, we shared the link and we'll update that every week with the songs and, and the catechism and the selected verses. But also if you worship at Trinity or are in the Fremont area and want this resource, we have print copies too. And we'll, we'll also weekly print up the, uh, the selected verses and, and catechism lesson for that week. So if, if you, if technology isn't your thing or you just prefer paper copies, we've got those available too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just laughing because the, the Spotify, the Spotify yeah. thing was designed for me just to send to the worship team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's something that I, I could use as a playlist and just add songs and take songs away and say, here's the songs for this week. Yeah. I would never and thought that. Yeah. Uh, well, dis- now it's like, well, everybody's using it now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, disclaimer uh, for people. We cannot be held responsible if Paul decides to change a song right before. Oh, that will happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've done that many That's times. not a guarantee that we'll sing all those songs, but it's a good, good likelihood. Yeah. Um, better so odds yeah. than not. Yeah. 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 More like, but, but I, it's just funny because now I have a responsibility actually to do to do that. them. <laughs> well, and and if even if it doesn't, it's, it's still, still it's a still, song there. Yeah, because because even if they're not there. We it could have been the week. You know, it's music that they heard the week before. Then most likely. So, um, but I just, like I just like the opportunity to to just have that there. Like that's that's what I, I like for me as a dad. Um, uh, to say, hey, we're doing the daily dose. Um, and Let's see what songs Paul's are doing this week. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and I know, like, I know that there, there are teachers in the school that'll be using it. Um, and that's why we, we tried to come up with a different name. Like, daily, like I was talking to one teacher. She's like, I just can't hear my kids saying, let's do our daily devotions together. Um, but, but some like the daily, like, let's do the daily dose. We can do that. Um, like she can hear kids getting excited about that. And so that's why we kind of, cause it was just morning devotion and evening devotion. And that's what happens when you let men get be, <laughs> when you let a guy like me be in charge of creativity. And um, then, and then. 
I'm the source that reviews it, and I go, oh, yeah, that's cool. that looks great. Um, Daily dose, yeah. So, so yeah. who came up with that? The Daily Dose. Uh, it was a combination. Uh, we it was in a round table with uh, the principal, Holly Strudoff, and Sarah Vaughn, our third grade teacher. Um, and so I don't remember who actually came up with that. What we did find fun is also like it's the Daily Dose um, of what matters most. Um, but then also like dose in Spanish means two, and we've got morning and evening options, mm-hmm. and so it can be your daily two if you do both. Um, and also there's the weekly supplement. There's a weekly supplement. Um, supplement. Makes me think of something else. Like <laughs> poop. Oh. Okay. That's suppository. suppository. <laughs> um, I know something. Yeah. But whatever. So um, I just... It, Yep. You need your tea. And we have reached the past hour. So if you're still here with us today, you got to hear that. Um, So, but yeah, it was just, I had a lot of fun putting it together. Um, I, and, and working with other people because it really became a big team project because I just, I had it in a word document and I handed it over to Holly Strudoff. I said, here, make it pretty. And she did. And she went home, you know, over a weekend and came back and she made it look beautiful. Um, yeah, I would not have done that. Yeah, that so it's beautiful. Um, Here are your words. They're on a sheet. Yeah. Find them on the website. Here they are. Yeah. I <laughs> so just it looks like on him. Sunday when you when I I was I had it on the phone and I looked I hit this the music and I was like <laughs> and you said it right as yeah. I looked at it and I laughed. And I went, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, I you know I encourage you all try it out. Let let us know uh, if you, if if you're gonna try it out how that goes in your families and try it for a little while. Like the the first time might be awkward. Um, the the four hundred time might be awkward i don't know um but but try it out um and let us know how it goes again our the the podcast website uh is trinity fremont podcast at gmail.com or email me anthony.gerber at trinityfremont.org um i've got one of those too. i just it's... yep casey dot roberts mm-hmm. i don't have one at the trinity fremont.org but i we'd just love to I hear either. um can i give your i won't give your <laughs> um they don't need my email yeah um I, we just love to know if people are using it um but also just hear how it works in your families or you know on your own or however that is um, so you know if uh, people subscribe to the spotify playlist can't they add songs i think you're on you're the only editor oh, in the playlist <laughs> I, I, I think wondering is if it was a way to do that hey you should play this song kind of thing because i'll go in there and go what is this song <laughs> <laughs> who put jesus as a friend so. of mine in this casey yeah, no <laughs> mine would be jesus freak by dc talk yep. uh, so we're, we're never done so yeah. well because none of us can rap that is uh, <laughs> I y'all I, bring your brother in for it <laughs> <laughs> all right um all right so go do your daily dose of what matters most and, and casey you want to pray <laughs> absolutely all right <laughs> Paul's a goner. Go ahead, Gage. Uh Heavenly Father, thank you so much uh, for your word that you've made so accessible to us, uh, us sinners who defy you, who don't deserve your attention, but you you graciously give to us anyway. Uh, Lord, whether whether we have study habits that are working for us, whether we need to try to find new ones, or whether we're just starting from, from day one, uh, first off, give us the courage uh, to open your word and to share it in our homes, but also uh, help us to focus on what matters most in the 
fact that to put your word at the heart of what we do is what we are called to do as Christians. Uh, give us strength when it might be awkward or we're tempted uh, to stray from our habits and to keep us ever focused on your word so it can be readily on our lips uh, for those who need to hear your saving grace. It is in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. There you go. All right. TrinityFremont.com slash daily Boom. for the daily dose. Daily dose. Daily dose. Alas, I must read my daily dose. Ah, it's time. Arr, alas, it is time. All right. He has time for the daily dose. All right. <laughs> and the, we're off the hit rails. Hit the outro. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Adios. Alas. Thanks for joining us this week. We pray that the Holy Spirit has used this time to focus you in on the one thing that you can practice this week as you live out your faith in your family and in your community. If you found this helpful, feel free to share it with a friend. If you would like to support the work that God is doing through Trinity Fremont, you can text a donation to one 353 5782 or you can give online at www.trinityfremont.com slash donate.